0: This episode of Afterwork Drinks is brought to you by our friends at Ultraviolet. What is that
1: you're drinking, Izzy?
0: This is a spicy mezcal margarita,
1: which is, as you know, my summer beverage of choice. Very nice. I'm sipping on a stone cold glass of rosé, very much wishing we were by the beach in Australia right about now.
0: Me too, but New Zealand, we may not be able to enjoy the perfect down under summer, but you, our angelic listeners are, and alongside our friends at Ultraviolet, we're bringing you six weeks of chocker full of
1: fantastic summer content so you can have a very ultra summer on our behalf. As you've no doubt heard us mention many, many times by now, Ultraviolet is our favorite sunscreen brand on the planet. They've completely transformed sunscreen by making a formula that looks and feels like skincare, so you can protect your skin every day without clogging your pores or lugging around a big, ugly, greasy tube.
0: After the crazy old year that we have all had, Ultraviolet wants you to kick back and enjoy a well-earned break, spending the summer living your very best, very ultra life so you might be wondering what it means to be very ultra and basically it's the next step up from extra it's walking an extra 15 minutes to go to the coffee shop that serves the brand of oat milk you like guilty as charged or spending an unreasonable amount of money on a birthday cake that matches the exact shade of your mint green sequin dress grace guilty as charged It's also taking a whole afternoon to yourself to read a book about an issue you're passionate about or spending a bit more money to buy from brands whose values you align with. Or, um, in my case, using a whole roll of film in one night just so you can upload the one cute photo you think you got on your vintage camera to Instagram. That's very
1: ultra, even, like buying a film camera for the Insta aesthetic.
0: For the gram. I know I can't upload any other photos now. I've got myself (laughs) stuck in this (laughs) hole. You're trapped in the aesthetic.
1: (laughs) So basically, being very ultra is about being an AWD girl. It's being full of substance while also being a little bit silly with a little touch or more than a touch of chaos added to the mix. And so because we all know you embody the very ultra lifestyle so perfectly, we'd also love to hear from you. Please send us through a voice note to hello at afterworkdrinks.net with your very best ultra moment. And each week we'll play our favorite in the episode. Plus, if your voice note gets played, you'll get sent a special gift pack from Ultraviolet on us. And just because we love you, you
0: also get an exclusive discount code that works for the entire summer up until February 28th. All you need to do is enter awd10 at the checkout at ultraviolet.com.au for 10% off your order on anything except for limited edition sets. One use per person and not available with other offers. Thanks again for listening to this episode of After Work Drinks.
1: hello grace hello isabel truman how are you (laughs) i'm good i'm happy to be back this is christmas day that the episode's coming out not actual christmas day
0: we're back bloody zooming again for the foreseeable future it seems
1: heartbreaking news but we're gonna make it work um yeah
0: there's another 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 strain of covid which is not chic <laughs>
1: continues to adapt yeah adapt like the toxic boyfriends we'll be discussing in this episode with abby chatfield aka ultimate legend
0: yeah we're so excited to be speaking with abby she is potentially slash most definitely the most iconic person to ever emerge from the bachelor australia universe abby was the runner-up in matt agnew's season in 2018 and the girl who said <laughs> What are you laughing at? I down. I just couldn't be fine. It seems like he, I was like, what
1: is this? And I remembered it was you, time. Um, In
0: 2018, she was the girl in the trailer that said, I'm a Gemini, when he said he was an astrophysicist. That's right. Yeah.
1: Iconic from the get-go.
0: Iconic from the get-go. Uh, and she quickly became a divisive figure in the Australian media scene because she boldly and unapologetically, very ultrally embraced her sexuality Abby is it was so funny when she was like what do you guys just not wanna fuck a guy you're dating for two months precisely
1: like just speaking human common sense yeah
0: abby's now a fully fledged celebrity with a podcast it's a lot with abby chatfield a pop sugar column called ask abby and an impending book on the way it's obvious why we wanted her as part of our very ultra summer takeover and that's because of the way abby bucked against expectations that women should be demure and insecure on the bachelor and the way she demands sex and body positivity even when the public tries to shame her
1: for it so Abby was kind of framed as the so-called villain during her season of the bachelor. And she speaks to us really candidly about the kind of toll that took on her mental health and kind of speaks to that larger issue. We've talked about a lot in this podcast about how reality TV contestants are treated after the series airs. We really love this conversation because she went really deep on internet culture and how awful people can be online and how that actually affects the person behind the scenes And she talks about whether or not she received enough support post-filming the show. It's a really great conversation, but occasionally it does get a little bit heavy and it does get a little dark. Around the 20-minute mark, Abby does briefly discuss suicide ideation, so if you want to skip that, please feel free to. The rest of the chat is very fun and funny and lighthearted. We also talk in the episode about how absolutely
0: wild it is that Abby has become the face of size diversity in Australian media because she is a size 8. E-I-G-H-T. And how the Bachelor franchise drastically needs to rethink its formula if it wants to stay relevant, something Miss Grace O'Neill has written about in the past. We love this interview so much. We love Abby. She's hilarious. I want her to be the third co-host of After Work Drinks. So if you love this episode just as much as we did, please rate, review, and subscribe and give Abby's podcast a listen if you haven't already. She teaches me a lot, mostly about things like butt sex. yes (laughs)
1: yes <laughs> the queen we don't deserve the queen the very ultra queen who has a whole podcast episode about eating us yes we love her please listen you know you will see you on wednesday see you on wednesday Bye. hello hello how are you going Bye. good how are
2: you good oh my god okay the okay is the internet okay i mean it's airbnb i'm from um i'm from brisbane but i went to sydney um because i have to do some work down there
0: uh and
2: then now i'm just like in like byron bay like at Tweedheads heads well Tweedheads heads really waiting for the borders to open because apparently they're opening before christmas ah. so i'm literally just like hanging out and like doing work and having like a moment because I have, every time I, I feel like I have so much work to do all the time. So I'm like, cause I've got to write the book. So I'm like writing it and I'm just like having like a retreat basically by myself in this area.
1: was writing a book? Like what does it actually feel like? Not sure. Haven't started. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: literally have a call. This is
2: why I've done this. Cause I've been so fucking busy and I'm like, I'm like every fucking, like every week they're like, Hey, have you got a chapter yet? And I'm like, I, I literally barely have time to fucking, like... I haven't seen my mum in, like, a month. I'm so fucking busy. So I was like, I need to just, like, not see anyone. And no one can yeah. get me here. Like, if I'm in... If I'm in, like, why in I'm in Sydney, I'll just go out every night. In Brisbane, I'll see all my friends. So here, I'm like, no one can get to me. No one can cross the
0: borders. I'm just alone. But we, I wanted to start by just laughing at um, how incredible it was that you did your ex-boyfriend that I love episode.
2: Oh, my God. Literally, like... <laughs> I well he he tried he threatened to sue me. I know. The fucking asshole. Like he literally he called me. Oh my god. So I literally I got permission from him. I was like, okay, like listen. So we were like we went on speaking term. We actually were we were talking a bit. Um and I was like, hey, like I wanna do this episode think it'd be good for me. I think it actually might make you not want to talk to me ever again because you always get back with me. Like I just I need you to be I need to be rid of you. He has a new girlfriend.
0: (laughs) and we were like talking all the time like in fucking secret and whatever everyone everyone has this guy like that's why okay. that's why it resonated so much because everyone has one guy like this that just will not fuck off and you can't make them fuck off because you don't want them to fuck off and they just know yeah. what they're doing yeah so
2: i just think it was like i, just, I was like, after something so extreme and like do a podcast <laughs> episode that was that was like because his nightmare would be, not, he was very, he's very private, so I knew his nightmare would be me telling everyone everything that he's done. And he's like, baby, like, we're soulmates. Like, you know, like, I love you and, like, I'll support you no matter what you do. Like, you know, babe, like, you know, release that. Like, you know, and I was like, are you, are you sure? He was like, yeah, like, if that's what you need to heal, like, just release it. And I was like, hey, but I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell everything that you've done. Like, you realise that, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. And I'm like, I, I think he... Well, he told me after I released it, he had forgotten all of this. Because it didn't, it didn't matter to him. It didn't matter mm. to him that when I had an abortion, he oh, this wasn't included in the episode because it's in part two. I had an abortion and he just left me that night. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that he gave me STIs. It didn't matter that he did all these things. He didn't think about it. So he was like, you know, should have say like a few of the big things. He forgot that he lied about going overseas twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Dude, like oh, you, you literally have like, commented for four years. But part two. This is I'm what happens gonna, with I...
1: guys as well, where they this is what we said about the like Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. hearing where when Brett Kavanaugh was like, I didn't do it. And we're like, you you literally just forgot because you're doing an awful yeah, thing so you don't, it's you not don't something you would yeah. remember because it didn't mean anything to you at the time. Yeah, and it was like affecting their exactly. whole life. <laughs> exactly. I'm like I'm like I'm in therapy
2: once a week to do all this shit. Like I'm obviously not lying. So it happened, like and he he was like, so he was fine then he called me the next day he called me in the morning he was like i'm gonna kill myself and he called me in the afternoon he was like you know i'm so sorry crying i'm so sorry for doing this to you then it was like it was like every emotion and the next morning he calls me and he was like my mum's gonna my mum's gonna sue you going to oh sue my you. god mum. <laughs> oh my god i was doing star jumps in the in the park <laughs> and i was so angry, but he was in my ears and i was like i said his name i was about to say his full name just said including middle name and i was like <laughs> We're <gonna get> sued <laughs> too. literally and i was like how dare you try and silence a woman trying to tell the truth? I've had four years of bullshit. Like, and he, was, and he was like, "Baby, I just can't do it." Like, my girlfriend broke up with me because of this episode. And I was like,
1: "As she should,
2: as she, as she should, yes. yes."
1: But they're back together now because he.
2: We got back together now because he told me he's going to tell that he loves her. And I said, Do you love her? And he said, Five out of 10. And I'm I said, Such a dirtbag. Oh and I was God. like, and He's like, I'll never love her like I love you, but she's a five out of 10 all the time. And you were up and down. <laughs> so that, that episode was fucked. That episode literally. And I'm like, I'm just going to release part two because he's blocked me now for the first time in four years. I'm, I can't call him. He's blocked me on everything, like even Snapchat. Like, I, I cannot contact this man.
0: It's um, really, really hard to get away from. Um, <laughs> guys like this so i had one i had the same thing and it was years and years and years like yours like on and off for years and years and years and years and grace knows all about it even though i had already moved countries and that he kept popping up yeah um and it's like impossible i remember one time I, i i sent him this message and i was like you know what you're doing to me you you say you love me you say you care about me you say all of these things, but you know that you're like literally ruining my life and you won't let me move on and you won't let me be happy and you just don't give a shit. And he didn't reply for like two weeks. And then two weeks later, he was like, sorry, love you. And then I was like, okay, I sorry, love you too. You. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, okay, my ex would tell me, he would go, you know, he would
2: tell me what he'd do. He'd say, I know when you're angry. So instead of dealing with you, then I let it, I let it rest until I think, the, like until you miss me enough to forgive me, then I reply. I'm like, Eurus, you're not welcome. So, I remember when I had, that, I, had that, I had that message that you've done. We've all, I think you've ordered that message to someone. And I have it on Snapchat. So, so you can't sue me for So I have it on <laughs> Snapchat. Screenshot um, of him being like, baby, you kept coming back to me. It's your fault. Um, you knew what I was like when we got into this and you kept coming back. I was manipulating you for the first six months, but I'm not anymore. I was oh, like, you just
1: sorry. turn it on and off like a tap.
2: sorry okay. what you sick fuck so <laughs> yeah boyfriend that i love is now exploiting that i despise um and i hope we never talk again that's why i'm moving to sydney as well because I'm being the fuck away from him and yeah it's, it's, it's
0: like actually um when it's that intense like i feel like we had a like very similar thing when it's that intense you literally have to move countries like i'm now fine. <laughs> been years. I'm you're I'm like, like two
1: countries on from him now. Yeah, two
0: countries on. <laughs> you
1: have to two kids moving, Abby, forever now. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, You have no, to be no, like on helping. the run. You can,
0: you can never go literally- home again. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go into like witness protection. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay. he, yeah. But people, he literally like, like people. My friends, some people are like it's, it's kind of sad that you have to leave the city. And like, it's my only option. Like I literally got to a point like in 2018 where I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out when we were dating. I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't go to bars or like clubs or anything because every time I went out, another girl would tell me he cheated on me. Mm. Like it was, it was guaranteed and it would ruin my like. And then he would manipulate me into being like (laughs) babies. And and I was like, I want to believe him. So I'm like in, in Sydney, no one knows who he is and I'm like just like like I'm like gallivanting around and in Brisbane it's like every literal corner his current girlfriend lives I can see her apartment from my apartment so every corner of Brisbane and
0: it's it's really hard as well when um because basically I moved over here with my boyfriend of five years um who's the only person I haven't cheated on with ex-boyfriend that I love oh
2: my god (laughs) oh my god that's my next goal is next
0: relationship. No cheating with ex boyfriend. No cheating with ex boyfriend that I love, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a hard. Pray, thing pray. Get, it's, it's hard to get there. But like the mm. only person I had it and I remember I saw ex boyfriend that I love, um, when I was dating my ex boyfriend and Grace was like, Come on, Izzy. I know you fucked him.
1: Come on, I, like, I know easy. you did. And I was Tell like, the I, truth. I, I like went on the slopes together yeah. in New Zealand for two days. I was like, okay, bitch, like nothing. And we happened. didn't, but apparently it did. But yeah, but I, I do not believe you. And I've only forty-five. <laughs> I know she like yeah, <laughs> literally like the
0: other day when we were drinking at her house, she was like, "Tell me." I was like, Grace, <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> holding She's known. like, but like, anyway, um,
1: so funny.
0: Oh, I moved over here with my ex-boyfriend of five years. And living in London, he li- He still lives here. And it's like every street corner you think you're going to bump into them. Like everywhere you go, you're just on edge because you think you're going to bump into them or like their friend the or the, the girl they're dating. Like
2: i might like, get I couldn't go to Brisbane sooner. Like that's also why I'm down here because I'm like, it's a few more weeks away from Brisbane. It's a few more weeks where I'm like, like Sydney just mm. is so much easier for me because I like, I know a lot of people, but I don't like, know. I'm not like in it yes um yeah. but yeah no fuck ex-boyfriend that I love although I'm just waiting for him to unblock me I mean he went on The Bachelor he went to mum's house while I was filming The Bachelor and was like I'm just I really miss her and like I just want to feel closer to her so he rocked at mum's house at 9 p.m on a Wednesday mum <laughs> lives alone a single woman living alone this tall man came to mum's house and was like I just miss I just miss Abby fuck. I'm filming a reality tv show suck my dick <laughs> And he had a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend then. He was coming oh my to my God. house, and his girlfriend, his girlfriend was like, "Abby's in love with you still." And I'm like, "I'm really not."
0: He is the one coming to my house. Fuck. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. And then now, I guess that you've stopped. So you've obviously been on reality TV. You have this podcast. You have this very public persona. Like, are you finding it? Is that? Does that make it harder to date guys now?
2: Well, the only person that um yeah it's really hard I think I have today people that are either people that I know before before mm-hmm. the bachelor because they obviously understand why I have this podcast or people who are like and not this is this is gonna sound really dicky but like people that are in the public eye or understand or in, or in media yeah like or like you know, are like TV hosts or like radio hosts or like comedians. Like not, I'm not like, I need to date celebrities, like Tom Cruise, I'm like, just, or even like a camera guy. Like I need someone who, because otherwise I date I date men and they kind of make fun of what I do. And then I have to end up yelling at them about how much I earn. And then they get, then they get all insecure because of how much I earn. It's like, <laughs> it's like, they don't, they don't think it's valid that you even earn money. And I'm like, yes, we don't see much I earned this month and they get very insecure about that it's like it's like I just the someone who gets it and is like you're great your content is wonderful like I'm kind of I don't know if I'm seeing him I'm I don't know what the fuck's going on but um there's this guy um and he's like in the in the industry he'll text me when I do content he'll be like that this is really genius content well done proud of you for engagement like, yeah that's Ooh. that's oh. great
1: Aww. bless him I like the sound of him. Yeah. Okay, so we want to talk to you about The Bachelor, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think there's obviously an idea with any reality TV that it's all engineered and it's fake and, and that people don't believe the emotions that are going on when obviously for you, you're in a very intense emotional situation. Mm. Everything's like ramped up everything's being filmed in a house with a bunch of girls so everything obviously feels very genuine and real so can you just talk mm-hmm. about like the gap of what people think reality tv is versus what the actual experience was like oh my god it, it's it's so big i mean, before i was on reality tv i
2: was the same i was like it's all bullshit like it can't be really you can't, how could you fall in love with someone on a tv show after three months how could you feel anything for anyone and also I before I went in, I was like, what are the chances? Like, I go into a bar, is what I say to everyone. I'm like, I go into a bar and there are, like, a hundred guys there and none of them I would even look sideways at. What are the chances they're going to pick a guy that I even remotely find attractive, let alone get along with? Like, and also the guys who are cast The Bachelor always douchey. They're always, like, this, like, ugh, not into it. They're always a bit, you know, not really my type Um and then you get in there, and you know everything's obviously hyped up because you're you've got adrenaline pumping. You've never been filmed before. Like filming Bachelor in Paradise was so different to filming Bachelor because I was used to being filmed. But actually, you're like, oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get in there, and you know you are living with these women. You have no other stimulus. You all you have is Netflix. You don't know what's going on in the world. Like it was during the Christchurch um, that Christchurch. Sure yes yeah. and i had no idea i like i had no idea that happened until so i saw my sister and i was like what's happening with politics i pulled, i'd like hit my mic and i was like what's happening in politics and she was like there's been this terrorist attack in New Zealand. like like we had no idea what's going on so all you have to talk about and think about is this guy um but also you have this weird ability where i found with the dates is like you have no phone. And because you have no phone, you're spending 14 hours filming a day. If you have a date with this guy and all you have is talk. Like you have, like, it's like doing, like, you know, with podcast episodes, you get to know your guests really well
1: mm-hmm. because you're
2: just talking to each other. It's like that, but it's 14 hours. That like There's no phone that you're not really doing it. You have no choice in what you're doing. You can't go, Oh, should we go to this pub? Like you literally, I just told what to do and you're told to wait and you're told to wait for hours and you have lunch together for hours off camera so the intensity of it it's 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 fucking insane like it's really fucking insane and I genuinely still have feelings for him like I I I really do think that I was in love with him I'm not now but I I I think that those feelings were genuine even looking back a year and a half later and I think I'm probably one of the only people that would say that from the show I don't really know but I I think about him like at least once a week which is so tragic.
1: Mm-hmm. But um,
2: yeah, everything, everything is super, super intense, super real. And you know, you, you become part of like the crew, crew's like family, like they're your only friends and you feel like you're in this whole other world. And then you return to real life Like I returned to real life and I have anxiety as it is. So I came back to real life and I was like dissociating for like a week. I didn't feel like reality was real. And I was like, like I was like drifting in and out. I, it was so, it was so bizarre. But yeah, I think, I think you assume that it's all fake and you think you get carried away with all these lavish dates. You guys feel like, oh, it's because you're in a helicopter. But the last thing that I wanted to do was go on another fucking helicopter. I was like, <laughs> take me to Coles.
1: <laughs> take me to Coles. I, was like me sit in a I
2: yeah. literally was like, I, I cried the night before my last day. I sobbed in wardrobe because I was sick of people touching me and being pinned to having my hair and makeup done. I was like, mm. all I want is to wear a denim skirt and some sneakers and like a loose t-shirt tied up and we go to the pub or I want to go to Coles and choose if we're gonna have salmon or we're gonna have chicken for dinner and then go home and have a beer that's all I want to fucking do but mm-hmm. unfortunately I have to go on a yacht
1: tomorrow <laughs>
0: like, I'm sick of it I'm
2: sick of it I never want to fancy it ever again like like someone recently was like, I wanted to get like a seaplane to take you on a date. And I was like, I just want to go to the beach, I fish and chips. Like I, I, I can't ever again. It's like tainted it all for me.
0: I think as well, the like the part that would make you go so crazy is because even literally anyone fancying the person you fancy makes you like them more, let alone everyone. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's true. Actually, like, yeah, yeah, anytime. and everyone talks about yeah. how amazing he is. Yeah, and it just—it's a weird, like, I guess, like a psychological experiment as well, because it's sort of like, it, it, you know, if you speak poorly of the, I'm realizing this right now, by the way, this is like a bit I've just had. <laughs> you realize that when you're speaking about, if you speak about Matt, um, The Bachelor in in a negative way, someone's going to go and tell him. So all the rhetoric surrounding him is purely positive no one has a criticism because everyone because do not trust anyone. So you're sitting there being like, I know. So everyone just hyping him up all the time. Like he's amazing. He, he genuinely is amazing and he's lovely and he's funny and he's so good looking and like Matt's great, but it was like, he could do no wrong. And if we did think any negative thoughts, you couldn't talk to anyone about it. So it was like,
1: it was bizarre. It was a cult like almost. Really. Yeah, and it's like when you normally start dating someone, you'll talk to your friends and say I really like him, but I don't know if he's fun enough for me, or like I don't know if he's spontaneous enough, or blah blah blah, and you're having those conversations, yeah. but you have to lock yeah. them down. That's crazy. And also, your all, all your friends are
2: the girls that are fighting for his okay. affection. And in my case, they were all bitching at me constantly to him. um, And he just wasn't having a bar of it, thank God. But it was like, you you just can't trust anyone. And that was like the hardest thing for me was that I was getting quite like, I don't know, I think I was being bullied. I'm friends with the crew. I'm friends with the crew still. I'm friends with like none of the girls still. And the crew were like, yeah, it was pretty fucked. Um, So that isolated me even further. Like there was a cocktail party one time where I walked past one of the girls and someone yelled out, you fucking lying bitch. Like, it literally was, like, oh hectic. Like it was, like, it was awful. <laughs> and also, it was hard for me because I, like, I'm such a girl's girl. Like, I'm such, like, there are very few women that I meet and I don't like or don't, like, at least get along with really well. Like, for at least for a night. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and I'm sure you, you guys are the same. So it was strange for me to be hated by all these women when, like, I don't really have beef with anyone. Like, I don't really... I don't I I don't I don't I don't get jealous about other women. I don't get like I don't know. I I I don't really want to fight with other women because I feel like we should lift each other up. And it was just this weird, strange thing. It was the first time in my life, a group of women all hated me collectively. And I was like, what have I done? I've even DM'd a couple of them after Bachelor in Paradise saying, What did I do to you? What, like, yeah. tell me what I did? Because you were saying all these things in Bachelor in Paradise, you were saying this in the Bachelor. Can you please explain to me what I did to you? And it was just seen
1: and it's so like, has anyone ever apologized? No. It's
0: really just hard stuff. as well. People um like it's really hard as well not like I can't handle people not liking me. I can't handle the thought of people not liking me. You just said you had anxiety. I'm the exact same where I'll like find myself like walking around a park thinking about how all of my ex boyfriends' friends just like hate me now. And then and I'm like, oh God and I'm like, who fucking cares? But it's yeah. hard.
2: Yeah, it it, it was yeah, it was it was really hard. But then after the show, the thing is, like, I was able to, you know, get on socials and speak my truth. Um, and now, you know, now uh, didn't really look out for them being mean because they ended up getting caught out. I don't know if you've seen – did you see any of this? Mm-mm. So I was telling everyone at interviews after The Bachelor, I was, I was bullied. I was, I I swear to God, they all hated me because everyone, because on the show, it was like, I got trolled and I was the villain because everyone was saying they didn't like me. And like, to me, I was like, that's because I was getting bullied. They all chose me to pick on. And there was no evidence. It was just, she's manipulative. She's not right for Matt. She's lying to Matt. No, No specifics, just she's, she's evil, inherently evil. And then on Bachelor in Paradise, they had hidden cameras in the, in our bedrooms um so they were able to air on social media the girls bitching at me and it was literally things like "Oh, obviously seen abby she's in a bikini in the pool like uh like <laughs> that was that was their point was that i was wearing a, in a, a bikini pool. in fiji when it's like 42 degrees in the pool when everyone else is in a bikini yeah and I literally i was like so much because so i was like, i've been gaslit for a year with all the media, all the girls saying that didn't happen and saying that I, I wasn't bullied and no one was being awful to me. And there was footage of exactly what I remembered of them saying, I would catch them saying this in the house. Um, and then there was footage on social media and I was like, validated as fuck. I was like, thank God, I finally,
0: like I'm able to prove that was, that was real. Um, and it's so crazy as well how, yeah, you were like painted as a villain on the show, even by the public, literally, because you were being a sexual. And it's and it's crazy how people just can cannot see to this day someone being lovable and marryable and sexual at the same time. It's fucking it's fucking crazy. Like I, I read that huge post after
2: the finale ed and I was like, mm. is do you not want to fuck your wife? <laughs> like what the fuck are you all talking about? Like what the actual? Like I genuinely am like I I don't understand how you can say she's she wants to have sex and she's sexual therefore she's not marriage material or she's not wifey material. Like why would you want your why would you want to, your wife to be bland and 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 beige and not want to have sex with them? I I don't get it. And it's because that Madonna Hall complex that I think we have as a society. Like you know if you're wholesome, you're, you're worthy of being loved. And if, if you're, if you're slutty or sexual, then you aren't worthy. And it's, it's, it's very interesting the way that we can't see women as two dimensional characters. It's mm-hmm. like, you're either like, I think I'm a nice person. I'm, I'm smart. I have a degree. I was, I had a good job before this. I have my podcast like Chelsea, who's the girl who won. She's very intelligent. She's more sexual than they portrayed. I'm smarter than they portrayed. And it was like, we can only accept women being one thing at a time. Like you can't be any more, any less. It's quite disheartening. Um, But yeah. And I think that's why as well, like there's, there's so many guys as well. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but guys will either be like, I dislike you so much. We don't need to fuck. Let's just like have wholesome. Or they're like, let's just, let's purely fuck and not talk. And I'm like, but I want to be in a relationship with you where we have amazing wild sex. And also, we speak. <laughs> no. No. Like, what the fuck? They're like, well, do you, do you want on another girl that I fuck? And I'm like, yeah, do penetrate me, like fucking power me, like what the fuck are you talking about? Why is that? Why aren't we allowed to have sex if we're dating? What the fuck? Yeah,
1: yeah but that's the thing with the Bachelor that it's like every person that has won that show in any country is portrayed in this kind of, which I'm sure is. Like you said, more bland than the person actually is in real life. This very demure, docile, smiley, um, mm. yeah, like almost asexual kind of being. And I just wondered if you could if you could feel that behind the scenes while it was being filmed that they were putting contestants into these boxes, or if that's only something that came through when you watched it no because chelsea
2: and i would like twerk together in the house like chelsea <laughs> chelsea and i were like friends and we were like we're not we're not similar she's much more quiet than i am and she's more demure but we would like we we would all i literally there was we have like i drew a, a butt plug and we put our had it on the fridge and we went filming like we literally were like all as sexual as me And I thought my edit was going to be being like a sook, like a huge sook, because I would cry every day. I was crying (laughs) every single day. Like there were points where we were filming interviews, and I would be crying so hard. They were like, "We can't. We need to stop the interview because we can't hear you." Because the mic was like, it was just like I was. It was so sad. I was crying all the time. It wasn't a fun experience at all for me. So I, no one knew the edit. I mean, I I think that you know, we we would all try to to speculate, like who's going to be the villain. It was me. Um, <laughs> like, who's it going to well, be, guys? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, wh- I haven't done anything. Like, what the actual fuck? But yeah, you don't really see that. Um, uh, uh, I think, as well, a weird thing about the Winners of the Bachelor is they're often insecure. Like, they're often insecure. And mm-hmm. it's like, we champion female insecurity mm-hmm. as a whole thing. Like, we're like, wow, she's so pretty and she doesn't even know it. And it's like, why do you want someone who doesn't know that they're worthy? Like, wh- like why, why, why do we think that's a good thing and a good quality to have in, in um, a partner? I mean, I think insecurity is the root of a lot of issues in a relationship. So why do we say she's wife material because she's insecure? I like some nudes and I'm like, how hot do I look today? And the guy's are like, <laughs> yeah, babe. I'm like, look at these titties though. Like on Halloween, I was like, look at these titties. Like nice. I, like, I, like. and if someone's going to think that's a bad thing to have confidence, then like they're insecure themselves like like you said a a man's value insecure men need their value coming from saving someone like proving to a girl how great she is and like you're smart and you're pretty and like wow and it's like i mean there's a difference between being arrogant and being confident but like knowing that you're not a cave troll not a dumb dumb cave troll like let's just all
1: know our value and then also want to fuck. We're going to take a very quick break here to hear from the winner of this week's very ultra moment. Don't forget to send yours in to hello at afterworkdrinks.net for your chance to win a prize pack from Ultraviolet. Hi, WD. So the most ultra thing I did in 2020 was during my college's random acts of extravagance week. Last semester, there were a lot of new rules in place, but we were still allowed to have one other person in our bedroom with us. So while my best friend was at work, I snuck into her room gave it a much-needed clean, and set up a beautiful dinner and drinks to be ready for the two of us when she got home.
0: What I love about your podcast is how um, you talk about things that, I don't know, people try to say now that we're like really sex positive, but then when it comes to things that you talk about, like eating ass, using vibrators, people are suddenly like squirmy. I was trying to find that um, episode, your eating ass episode yesterday, and I couldn't find it. Oh, it's called like groceries. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was yes, like, song. The, yeah, 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 yeah. You put like groceries. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't want to um, call it how to eat ass. So yeah. I was like, two on the nose, two on the nose. <laughs> um, are you ever like surprised at people's prudishness still in regards to sex? Oh my God. Yeah. I get
2: caught I mean I, I put it, I'm not sure if you follow me on Instagram, but I put a, a, a video of me just like dancing on Halloween with my titties to tame in parlors. The less I know the better. And my boobs were like, it was slow-mo. <laughs> my boobs were like, just like, I was in a latex dress. So the, the, the support was really there and it was elastic. And it was like, I literally do this, like jump up one time. My boobs would be like six times up and down. Like it was so much fun. Um, and, you know, we're at this amazing party dancing for the first time since COVID. It was so much fun. And my friend took a video of me in slow-mo, of my boobs moving up and down, like circular. And there were like a few comments being like, do you have no respect for yourself? And like, I genuinely don't, underst- I don't understand what that means. I, like I, I, I don't even know how to rebut it because I'm like, why does me dancing with my titties in this latex dress mean don't respect myself like where do we where do we begin with unpacking this tina or whatever your name is tina one two three four five like what like what's happening with you so people people do um it's mainly women that have hate to be on sexuality but nothing surprises me anymore i mean i've gotten death threats via voice note like what could i be surprised by jesus
1: so we wanted to talk to you about your body which we're like not stoked to have to talk about but just the fact that you're even framed as being a size diverse contestant on the bachelor is so so (laughs) insane you like it's like you're thin you're blonde you're like gorgeous by any metric you're like the body that many 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 women would see as an ideal body and yet you've been framed as being this like going against the grain person it's not oh my god i'm i've never been
2: Asked about this because everyone's like, "Yes, body positivity queen." I'm like, "I'm a size eight <laughs>
0: Yeah, like,
1: I'm like, I literally. Yeah, you're smaller five. than
0: both yeah. of us.
1: Yeah, that's. I'm what like, we were like, we we're like, what would people say yeah. like, us if we? Yeah, I was like, I'm They'd a size like, ten. Giant women paradise. Yeah, like, we for fucking love. elephants. <laughs> 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 well, everyone's
2: like, everyone's like, yes, queen. We love, it. and I'm like that that's great like you know i i've cellulite like all over my entire fucking body like my arms my stomach like i'm i'm not like a stick thing girl but i'm i'm short so i'm a, I'm a size eight and i have like double d tits like conventionally like if we're gonna go by like standards mm. Mm, i'm hot. like <laughs> like i'm like i'm you know my body shape isn't isn't like really i'm not just human again so kind of body basically like no one has any like each of their body unless they're a daily mail commenter, but I do, I, it does frustrate me that people um, kind of see me as being like, yeah, like a body positivity queen. Like while that's, while that's nice, I'm like, I would really like if we had some uh, more diverse voices or people who were actually plus size and actually experienced fat phobia be magnified rather than me. Who's a fucking size eight. Like the reason I upload things of my cellulite and like my daily mail comments and stuff is because I'm like, if there are people who are a size, literally eight plus which is fucking everyone <laughs> and, they, and there's young girls who see comments like about my body and if they think that i'm that i'm pretty or if i was in the bachelor like i'm this like pinnacle of like what a woman should look like and they're seeing that as being like hundreds of comments being like you're a disgusting pig you have an awful figure for 24 you shouldn't be wearing a bikini you shouldn't be wearing shorts you shouldn't be doing this i'm, I'm really concerned for how they're going to how they're going to take that. So, yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's, it's, mm. it's, re- it's truly bizarre. It's mm. really bizarre that, that that's seen as, as like diverse. Like I'm just like. And it's usually like, how undiverse the bachelor is. <laughs> that's considered diverse. Oh, you know? oh my God. I mean, have, I think we've had like five years in a row have
0: been blonde, hair, blue, white, mm. white. Grace wrote a um, yeah. piece for the Guardian about
1: this. Yeah, it's, i I wrote a piece mm. about how, cause like we, me and Izzy worked in fashion magazines and um, a bunch of the magazines that we worked for closed this year. So like in style L Harper's Bazaar and I went mm. through and like, we are responsible for this. We worked mm. at them yeah. and we didn't raise mm. this issue. And like six covers of 72 covers weren't white women. I think there was like. 60% were blonde and 3% weren't white. And then I looked at the numbers against the bachelor and the numbers were almost, almost exactly the same. It was crazy. It was like to the T mirrored what happened in magazines. So I just wrote this thing saying, look, what's happened to print media when it refused to adapt. The bachelor should take this as a warning sign of what's going to happen. White, because blonde, what sisters are there? I yes. was like, "Come
0: on, like, please, please God. God!"
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the rating,
0: the ratings of the worst
2: have been though. So, what I think do they I kind they expect?
0: Of, it's so insane. And also, it's also simply boring. Yeah, it's
2: simply fucking boring. We've seen it a million times. They need to change it up. They need to change the structure, or they need to make it. Even if we had like a gay bachelor, how fucking incredible would that be? Or a bi, I know a but, bi bachelor. Like we have, we have. The issues as well, it also implies that women of colour, people of colour, I guess I'm thinking about Bachelor as well, people of colour aren't entertaining enough to to hold an audience for a season, which is simply not true. Like, mm-hmm. the argument is like, well, they're, they're the best person in Australia. And it's like, well, how come it's always a white person?
0: How come and it's always a always random white, white, white person white? at the moment. I'm like, what? Like, How are like the you, people the best people in Australia?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, and the ratings are reflecting that. But I, I mean, yeah, the diversity in the Bachelor. I mean, honestly, I, I truly like. If I was off the Bachelor next year, I'd be like, no, get a woman of color. Like, mm-hmm. no. If they do it again, I think it's, I think it's done. There's, there's, it, it makes no sense. It isn't fun. It isn't interesting. There's no like they went and like cracked whips one episode or something, like. <laughs> Get some, get something interesting what? going on. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just the. I think I think like a diversity, even size diversity. Like I was like even to my agent the other day. I was like, can they, can they at least if if they're not gonna do racial diversity, which I fucking hope they do. Can they at least get someone who's a size fourteen? Mm. Like even like can we get like can we get any sort of diversity, between a size six to eight white woman who's five foot i'm describing myself it's five foot three like don't fucking get a version of me like do not do that like it's it's boring so
0: yeah no diversity is a huge issue but hopefully next year fingers crossed Mm -hmm. and and like back to the size thing for a minute um you are incredible with how you post all of these comments like negative comments and you actually address them but in terms of it must be quite hard to not let it actually affect you because literally like one time my mum, I went to my grandma's house and my mum was like you're the best she goes her and my grandma were, like having this inter- I'm a size 10 and they were having this intervention being like you're the biggest girl in our family and I was like okay you fucking anno bitches like I <laughs> yeah and, and like and I was like that still affects me to this day like
1: let alone all yeah. these
2: hundreds of comments oh my god well someone has to be the biggest girl in the family babe it's okay <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what do they mean what as though like, but then if you what are they talking about why would you prefer
0: me to have a fucking eating disorder like but also have they got on the fridge
2: magnets and they're like and i like move you down i like oh she's a size 10 now <laughs> She's like, oh she's, oh she's finally done it oh oh and she's back to a size eight well done now <laughs> susie yeah, Susie's the biggest girl in the family. Time. That's what I mean. I'm. I mean, I'm very lucky in that I've grown up. Um, my mum literally, like, is the most supportive person. Like, when I used to live with her when I was in high school, like, I would wake up and look like a fucking mess. So I was, and she'd just go, "Oh, you are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my entire like every day, like, mm-hmm. like literally every day. Like, I sent her a video two days ago um, having breakfast and I was so hungover and I was like, Oh, we're like in Sydney, like showing what we were doing. And she was like, love you so much. The most gorgeous girl in Sydney, aren't you? Just, like everything is just, so like a mom
0: has like messing you up all the time.
2: We like do. constant mm-hmm. hype man. Like I'll send them like a photo of me being like hungover, lol. And she's like, beautiful girl. Always love you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sir. And like, but shout out to everyone. But so like, I've grown up with that. So I've never really had like my family mention weight in any way. like in, if anything when i it, mom's like god you look healthy and gorgeous don't you and if i lose weight she's like oh turn and gym junkie like it's either way is it like, positive <laughs> like, it's so funny like I, like she's like oh don't you isn't isn't your face looking at your cheekbones and i'm like i know mom aren't i gorgeous and like i think i've said this before in interviews like growing up with her she would call cellulite bottom dimples and i think that like that little like language change. Like my sister and I have never, I've never cared about my cellular. Like I, I truly have never cared about it because it's just always been like a funny little thing. Like, Oh, look at their bottom holes. Like it was, it was, it was never anything that would affect me. So I have that. Um, but it does, it affects me sometimes. I mean, when I see photos of myself on the beach and there are always comments saying that I'm, you know, not worthy of being in a relationship because of my weight or that my body's disgusting or anything. It affects me a little bit, but only for a moment because I just I just I try to use that to like empower other people rather than like sitting there and sucking about it and ignoring it. So there is like a weird power in it. Uh but I think I've gotten to the point now where I truly I truly don't give a fuck. Um but I'm trying to I'm, I'm kind of trying to, I'm not trying to stop posting about like body positivity or body neut- neutrality, whatever, whatever's the best way to call it, whatever. I'm, I'm still un- undecided on that. But and I'm, cause I'm trying to, like I said before, like, I don't think it's really fair that I have this, this like platform and I'm like heralded as this body positivity queen when I get, I'm a fucking size eight. Like, how far lost are we that someone who's a size eight to 10 sometimes, is body diverse or, or, seen as almost like plus site. Like it's fair. It's, it's quite upsetting to me. So I'm trying to kind of get away from all that. Not for my sake, just for, I don't know, I don't know it just feels yuck. Do you know what I mean? Like it just feels like, what the fuck? Why are we talking about me? Like, like, like someone who genuinely experiences fat phobia can, you know, have a whole movement going for their, you know, their entire like podcasting career or whatever. And they have me on The Bachelor and they get no recognition. They get told they're being dramatic and told to lose weight. And then I upload a photo in bikinis and I'm like, I've gotten these mean comments and it's like, I've changed everyone's
0: world. I don't know, it's bizarre. A couple of years ago I wrote a piece about like how we need to focus on the rehabilitation of reality TV contestants leaving the show because um, it was I think it was when another Love Island UK contestant had literally ended their life after being on the show and then becoming famous and all of the backlash and stuff. Um, and you said when you left The Bachelor that you struggled massively with your mental health. Do you think you had enough support after leaving the show? I mean,
2: I, I I simply don't know what else they could have they could have yeah. done. Like we like we have a psych um, that we can call. I could still call her right now and talk to her for free. Like it's like the rest of our lives, we have access to a psych. Like, That's great. or I could ask them to pay for. I'm pretty sure people have gotten like their psych, their one-on-one psych, paid for by Warner Brothers. But I don't want that because I'm like I don't want them involved in my fucking my therapy. That just gets too messy. But like they, I think they offer as much support as they can we also have like a wellness officer there's a psych and a wellness person so you can text them, call them like whatever you want to do organize zoom calls the only thing i think they could do would be to monitor comments on their posts like because because i was getting so much hate obviously the posts on instagram that were of me were getting the most engagement and they would keep them up and post so much of me it would post so so much of me, like it was so hurtful. And you can't help but look, like when you haven't been on TV before, you're gonna see what everyone's saying, even if you know it's gonna be hurtful. And it was just like the most awful comments, and that then encourages people to a comment more on that post because they think everyone else is doing it, it's okay, and then come to my Instagram, and then comment awful things on my Instagram, and then that creates. From there, people, you know, the media outlets will see that there's a lot of hate surrounding me and they'll write articles about me with a negative headline because I get more clicks. People will read mm-hmm. the article, they'll be confirmed in their bias or confirmed in their thought. And then they'll go to my Instagram page and comment again. And it's like, it's like this like endless cycle that really does originate from I think The Bachelor, Facebook and The Bachelor, Instagram. But people are going to try no matter what no matter what. Like it, like it's like I'm not sure what else I can do. Though remember when who oh God. I thought of forgetting her name. Who was the host of Love
0: Island Caroline oh, Flack. Yeah, Caroline oh, Flack. Oh, yeah, okay.
2: yeah. yeah. When she when she um ended her life, I cried for like a whole day. Not because I knew who she was. Like I was just like, I, I completely under- like it was what almost a year ago now. It would have been around this time last year, no? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I was bad when it happened. I was really, really I was I was really suicidal when it happened. And I was like, this is like
0: I completely understand why someone would do this like it's I so horrible hear- we we talked about it at the time being like no one if people think positive things about you they very really tell you but if people think the negative things they go crap like cra- it's just it was just so hard when because she when she died all of these people are coming out being like we fucking loved her we loved her so much but it's like she wasn't seeing that when she was alive she was just seeing all the hate so sad yeah
2: well it's like when you go to a restaurant i always say this it's like when you go to a restaurant if you have like an amazing meal you like tell your friends like yeah it's great you recommend to your friends but you Mm -hmm. have an awful meal I mean, i wouldn't do this but people more likely like write a public review and be like this is disgusting this was awful this is so bad like you have more of a reaction and more motivation to speak about negative things or warn people of of negative experiences and when you think something positive like you should also also because people think positive things are normal like yeah like you, you, you don't think though. to dm yeah. someone on tv you don't
1: think to comment on someone's stuff if you're just a normal person who's like she's cute you're like <laughs> if you're yeah if you don't know him, you're, you're like oh is this
2: weird like i, I don't know them um, and it's lovely, like it isn't weird, but you feel like, like before I was on the show, I felt so weird, like I would never comment on someone's Instagram being like, you're amazing, like I love you, like don't miss all the haters. Then those people who did that for me were the ones who stopped me from like killing myself. I, I, and they were like just very overly nice people who were so wholesome and was so many paragraphs being like, I love you because of this, 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 this and fuck this person and fuck these these comments and defending me in comments. And it's like, I think we need to kind of, I would hope if anyone like is like listening to this or even, you know, if you tell people that you know, it's like, it isn't weird to comment something positive. It actually can probably like save someone's life if they're, if they're on a reality show or a villain or a celebrity of any kind, like, because you do read all the comments, like you read all the comments mm. and sometimes you'll see one positive one and it will make you feel a little better for a moment. And you're like, okay, I found one positive one and put my phone down. Like, and that one person is just, all I have to do is go, like, I don't hate you. (laughs) Essentially, like, I don't want you to die. And then that will, like, save someone's life.
1: It's so crazy. Do you think it's just people detaching and not actually seeing you as a person? Like, is that what it is?
2: Yeah, I think because, like we were saying before, the one-dimensional character aspect really makes contestants become more caricatures of themselves. Um, or of what the show wants them to be, maybe even not of themselves, uh, and it, yeah, it makes it easier to dissociate. It makes it easier to attack someone online. We don't think they have any feelings. I think as well, people who are trolling see people on reality TV as like above, like not not like above them, or like oh they have everything they've gotten to reality TV show. Like how lucky are they? So I can bring them down a notch. And it's like no, I'm still working in my nine to five. Like I'm going to work every day, crying all day because I'm getting messages from people. I'm just like reality TV is such a catapult into public eye that one day you have a normal job and the next day you're getting thousands of messages a day telling you to kill yourself. But that's the, that's the change. It isn't like, I'm like, I'm not Margot Robbie, though I wish I were. I'm not Margot Robbie. Like I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm just getting trolled. That's all I'm getting. Like now, I've worked hard to like make it a career and and it's been so much hard work and I'm so glad that I didn't kill myself. But, um, yeah, like people don't understand like that there are real feelings, uh, behind like what's going on. And as well, I was going through a breakup like as well. I was like crying at Matt every night. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just trolling. It was like, why didn't Matt choose me? Seeing his face everywhere in the city, like, Seeing his face on buses, like, on yeah, suddenly
0: on, like, that de- was dating you yesterday. Now, like, literally in a relationship with another girl the next day. That's that's insane yeah. by itself.
2: And being like, we're so in love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Like, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> God. Um, okay. Final question, Abby. We've loved speaking to you so much. Um, what would you want young women to know if they're thinking about going on the show? Like, would you advise them not to? I mean, I think that this was always my answer. And I think and this is the
2: answer. I've thought about this a lot. I've been asked it a lot. The first like six months after the show, I was like, I don't know, like I don't think you should go on. But I think if you're going on just for love, don't do it. Like if you if you genuinely going on like, I just wanna fall in love, which I think is a lie. I don't think anyone goes just for love. But if for some reason you think this is your pathway to love, it's simply not. The chances of you winning are so low. And then if you do win, chances of you actually working out are also low and you have to deal with the public eye and deal with all the shit that I deal with. And if you end up winning, you still get trolled all the time because people either don't want you to win or think you're lying about your relationship or there's pressure on you and it won't work out. So like, no. And if you, and if you come second, like me, you can't date after because the contracts. And then now like, I can't date very easily because I'm like the girl from The Bachelor. I'm not just Abby Chatfield. Like, mm-hmm. I go on a date and it's like, oh, you weren't sure. What was that like? What's Osha like? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, so if it's, just, if it's if it's like, I love Osher, but like, Jesus fuck, like, worst I, question. I speak about him far. It's like how many how many girls were in a bedroom? Like, what, were we bunk beds or what? Yes. Mm. Shut up. Don't care. So that's like one. Like, so if it's just for like, no. If it's just for a media personality, like it's just because you want, like, if you're an actor or something. Again, no, because you're going in order to get the exposure that you want, you either have to be a villain or the winner. So if you're the villain, which is what I was, you will genuinely, you think you don't, you won't care, but you will care what everyone's saying to you. It gets into Mm. your psyche. It's very confusing. It's very hard to deal with. You'll probably end up with some mental health issues. You probably end up um, very, unless you're a very, very strong person, like very, 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 very exceptionally strong. And also I would say like, borderline to dissociated it for your emotions. Like I am I, I think I'm a strong person and this was like, cause I'm, I'm quite like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a little bit like sooky. So like that fucked with me. Um, and if you win, like I said before, you're back to this issue of like having to maintain your relationship. But if it's a both, if you're like, I want an experience and like maybe you want some media, I just want to laugh. Like my job isn't that important. It's easy. Then I would say do it.
0: Oh, so yeah. if, it's
2: just, if, if it's like, oh, like, I work in like a job I don't really like. I want to change. I want to like have this experience. It'd be fun. I could meet someone. I may not meet someone. Who really cares? I like you know whatever. We'll see how we go. Then go on. But if it's like you have a motive, basically, don't go on. Mm-hmm. Do not go on. Because I went on. I I went on being like, oh, lol. What a <laughs> joke. I, I applied it to joke. I applied as a joke. I applied as banter. Like I thought she was like how funny is this going through a breakup and i was like hello uh and then this accidentally happened to me and i happened to be the villain and then it just is just like a whirlwind and even like now it's fucking exhausting still like sometimes i like sometimes i just i'm like i wish that i just didn't go on because i would just have like a normal nine to five and i wouldn't have to deal with getting trolled still every day
1: you know Mm. And there are things you would tell girls who were filming that they should do or shouldn't do to protect themselves for how they're portrayed, or is it just impossible to? It's impossible because yeah, because you weren't it. doing
0: anything like to be the villain. You were just being no. a normal girl crying all the time.
2: Exactly, and they yeah. would, they Frankenbite. They take single words. So I, I, the only way that I couldn't, you can't be a villain is if you don't talk. Mm. That's, that's genuinely if you don't talk at all. If you, and if you don't talk, you're sent home. So it's like <laughs> you have to like. You have to like. I don't think I did anything. I, I didn't do anything bad. Like I I literally was just horny and was loud, and the crew loved me. The girls hated me. Like there were girls who like loved to use a makeup artist like angrily, and they were like, "Oh god, I'm an asshole." The makeup artist loves me. Like what the fuck? Like, bizarre. so they um yeah. It's it's yeah. I, I think there's no way to tell. I mean. Because if you go in and be like, I'm going to be the sweet girl, you're either going to be boring or everyone's going to think you're fake. Like there's there's Mm. just no, there's just, there's no. Yeah. You can't
1: strategize it in any way. You've just got to go in and just take the, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should go on The Bachelor. (laughs) Yeah. You can go on The Bachelor you.
0: (laughs) No, I'd be the worst. I'd be like you. I'd be like sobbing every single day. I'm like the most sensitive
1: piece of shit. Oh, my God. I literally I'd literally. i be the was, girl who got sent home the first day because she didn't say anything.
0: I'd be the girl that got, like, super drunk and jumped in the pool. Jumped in the
1: pool. <gasps> oh, my God. What
2: was her name? Kayla. <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> Kayla. And, and she was gone, like, the third night, but I know her name
0: and I know her face because i like, <laughs> yes. yes. me. And, and i would at like the alcoholic one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Abby. Such a
1: pleasure to talk it's to, so to you. so fun to talk to you.
0: Thanks for having me. So good to talk to you both good luck with the book um and hopefully we'll be able to get a real life drink soon come to london oh, yeah, i know we if-
1: live in london okay yeah, get over well, here yeah. if you're in town Hit us, oh, us In twenty twenty three when we can
2: all <laughs> yeah. travel again. When full... we're well, well, I was supposed to be there now. I was supposed to be visiting my sister like oh my like a month ago because I planned to go travelling this year. So um Yeah,
0: definitely maybe... come ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do Love to talk to you, guys Okay. Bye doll. All right.